From the dead, I'm your host Joel Spotswood, and with me is the classic crew: Ryan Chip Chipfield, aka RKC, and our <laughs> boys. Oh, boy. Yeah, feeling back. good, Joel. Uh, so what, what yeah. happened to us? Everybody. Where have we been? We're not Busy on here, Joel. We're not on here. That's for sure. We uh, have had to learn a modern technological marvel that is remote podcasting, just based off our geographical locations. Things were a real struggle for us, particularly. 2017 so uh obviously after a big first year we were absolutely nowhere to be seen a bit of second year syndrome i think i call us for last year look it happens it happened to daniel rich it happened to us is it 10 year syndrome for rich or ooh, is it just second ooh, tough he's a solid vet now you. come on easy easy <laughs> no he, he's kind of like the bi-yearly syndrome for rich yeah, i think well, that's yeah, harsh, look, i mean we can get into it but yeah sure 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 uh how you been yeah, Ash? okay um well joel Quite well. Um, as I mentioned, a little yep. bit flat. What, flat for the flat for the 12 months off? Uh, yeah, flat for the 12 months off. That's it. I got married. Anyone know that? <laughs> yeah. So that, that was the whole 12 months. That's why we had to, that's why we had to uh, well, ditch it, I didn't mean, we, guys? Yeah. You, you, hang on. You, just, you get in, you get the girl, you get the marriage, you fuck off. Uh, we, we, we you were get guests. home. Yeah. Uh, would you agree it was the uh, wedding of the year? I think um, it was a pretty special occasion, but no more special than when two best men combine, get together and drop a rap battle, actually true story, and uh, deliver for the big man on the big day. Uh, it was pretty amazing. It was like an amphitheater of rap music because you were up on a stairwell performing and moving together. Uh, yeah, pretty incredible. So well done to you, but uh, also well done to the smooth man himself, Big Ash. He looked bloody good, didn't he, Jolly? He had a clean cut beard. He looked like a yeah, fuck well, boy. It was fantastic. His clean cut, so you were a full <laughs> bar all day. Um, yeah, yeah, look, the big man delivered. He pulled the heartstrings, the speeches, yeah. the tears flowed, the, there was laughter. Um, and then there was uh, breaking it down in the deep floor. That's uh, I think that's the recipe for a good wedding. So uh, JC Ash, yeah, and and, and he got he got in Joel a, a really patented Big Ash cry yeah. as well, like a Roger Federer style cry, where it really it had been everyone. a couple of years since I'd um, witnessed a good Ash cry. Um, so I was I was glad to be back around. It's a, it's a good feeling. It's uh it's good to be in the presence of true emotion. <laughs> yeah, I do love the reference <laughs> to the Roger Federer uh, cry chip. That's 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 going to be the highest accolade. So uh, you boys just have to watch me on the project when Carrie spins a sad story. Yeah, It'll be tears. Classic. Okay. Um, so that was our 2017, anyway. basically all planning and attending Ash's wedding for the full 12 months. Couldn't podcast, but we're back. Um, and so uh, easiest thing to do, boys, is what we loved and what we learned. I think you should take it away, Chip. Oh, Joel, it's always good to have a bit of case of familiarity. So love getting into our segment now. Uh, definitely what I've loved, Joel, and I'm going to do this on behalf of the group, uh, is the people, the people that have petitioned us to get our finger out of our ass and actually come back and do this podcast. Uh, much appreciated to the listeners that we've gotten the messages from and have reached out to us to come back and do this via the Facebook page. So, you know, awesome to be back. And, um, you know, we Word appreciate up. that constant support from those guys. Joel, what I learned is a is a pretty easy one for you and I because we experienced it together on the weekend. Uh, wet mm. weather footy. Yeah, we had uh, we had an interesting Sunday, didn't we, Chip? 
Yeah, absolutely. We stood there, Joel, trying to redeem ourselves for a pretty ordinary 2017 in terms of football watching. And we went to Southport Sharks Club and watched the Gold Coast Suns versus the Brisbane Lions. And it absolutely bucketed rain for three quarters of the game. And it was pretty much a swimming pool. And we stood there under our umbrella in a car park. Look, shout out to Chip's uh, Nike Golf Umbrella. It literally saved the day. Uh, I would call that rain probably apocalyptic. Yeah, I think any time you've got to swim back to the car, it's it's not a good day. Yeah. What about you, Ash? What'd you love and what'd you learn? Uh, what'd I love? Look, I was pondering over this today and I yeah. figured I just could, I couldn't go past it. I, I love the surf froth. The, uh, the, pro, the pro went to Kira and it was on. Um, and it's just fun to watch. I mean, there's nothing yep. better than uh, being at work and being able to have the uh, WSL up on the second <laughs> screen and even better when it's good stuff. So, Shout um, out to Ash's yeah. employer, enjoying the... Yeah, <laughs> represent. Yeah. Is, there, is there a vibe on the, on the GC when the, when the pro's on? Look, unfortunately, yeah. I, I live down the southern end, but up the northern end, there's not as, there's not as much. Definitely down around the south, southern end, there's a buzz. But uh, look, everyone's talking about it, yeah. I mean, um, I mean particularly d- when the waves are up. Ash, I mean, let's be honest, around the golf course at Sanctuary Cove near me, is uh, it's a real buzz. The, uh, <laughs> the, cr- the cronies really love it down here. They really love surf culture, and uh, they're giving you a, yeah, they're giving I mean, you a shaka from the 18th. I mean, it's why they move there, isn't it, Chip? Um, <laughs> Not to drive the buggies around those ridiculous courses, just uh, yeah, just uh, for for the uh, to provoke the stoke. Um, anyway, do you want to know what I learned? I'd love to. I learned that I'll have to put a little bit more work into this podcast <laughs> than I did this week, um, and that's something I've recognised and going to uh, going to work on, and I'm going to grow because of that. So uh, yeah, anyway, um, you couldn't have, you you couldn't have learned that lesson a week earlier, could you? <laughs> <laughs> you could have that an hour ago, champ. <laughs> Look, Thursday got on me quickly. Um, anyway, yeah. done a little bit of work, but uh, I think I'll get better. I'm, I'm aiming. There's a lofty goal to uh, watch every single Lions game oh. this year. So uh, we'll see, boys. Camping could uh, get in the way of that, but I'm going to aim for it. Look, I'm impressed that you used your, uh, I guess, lack of research to finish off a segment that you should have researched for. So um, well done on that. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. Uh, Joel, bring us full circle. Uh, what'd you love? What'd you learn? Uh, boys, what I'm loving is is right now, sitting around with the lads, uh, talking footy again, <laughs> catching up, a um, bit of banter, you know. I don't think I realised how much I missed it until we, uh, we fired it all back up again. Um, so I'm loving that. Um, and what I learned is, uh, yeah, probably echo yours, Chip, probably more in terms of the comparison between AFLX when we thought we were pretty much going to win the uh, 2018 Premiership to going 0-2 in the regular preseason. So I think I really learned not to put too much stead in preseason form and I'm ready to just wipe the slate clean before we play the Saints uh, round one. Yeah, we, we, you know, we're going into round one. I mean, it's, it's, you, you just hope that they're ready. That's all you hope. And they, look, the boys look pretty fit. They didn't look like they were short of breath on the weekend. And I mean, it was tough conditions out there. So, you know, it's not a real good guy to gauge. But look, I think that they've done everything that they probably should have done. They, they, they played the players they should have played. Uh, yeah, let's get on and let's play some footy. And, and look, the Saints are going to be red hot. So we'll talk about that as well. Yeah. Well, I think the, the general vibe, you know, obviously, you know, you sort of try and keep tabs on what's happening in the offseason. And, and Chip, you're, you're probably going to take run us through the, the personnel changes. But, um, yeah, everything I'm reading coming out of the preseason has been pretty positive. I think the only the only injury we've really got is Skinner and Pepperoni, I think. Everyone's pretty fit. Um, I think everyone's pretty happy with how Rain has come in and performed. 
I think uh, it looks like some of the second-year kids, like Barry and Luggage, have put on a bit of size. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a heap of competition for spots. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about about 2018. How about you guys? Yeah. I mean, let's 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 be honest, Joel. You don't want any pepperoni on your pizza. So, I mean, I, I, I check that shit out all the time. So that's that's a good one. <laughs> I, uh, is that are we sticking with that? I feel like it's pepperoni. Uh, look, I prefer pepperoni myself. Uh, look, pepperoni. So, <laughs> just, gonna, yeah. just embrace it. Just call it pepperoni. Yeah, sure, sure. As okay. I, as I said, I'm not paying for that extra, but yeah. you know, I'm happy if it's on there. Yeah. So, Chip, I mentioned. Uh, look, it has been a, a, a full season since uh, since we chatted extensively about the Lions online to our listeners. So, uh, I guess we are looking at a slightly different squad. Uh, who's left and who's in, and what can what are we looking at this year? Yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting, Joel. Obviously, we're only going to do seventeen. We, we we're gonna we're gonna put 16's changes in the queue and uh, and give that one a miss. But look, there's been some pretty big moves for us. The one that really did shock us, and you know, we'd spoken about this, and and that we thought Rockcliffe was pretty much a secure, ready to stay kind of guy, given he just built his own home. Little did I know that he was doing an episode of fucking house flipping. Um, so he, he's, he's, he, he wrote a possum, said possum, get, <laughs> get, me, get me a house to flip. Yeah. I'm getting out of here. So he's done the, anyway. he's done the flip and he's out of here. So, um, look, obviously Rockliffe departs to Port Adelaide, uh, and Shacky departs to the Western Bulldogs. Um, do we lose a lot? Yeah. I mean, we obviously lose a former captain of the club and Rockliffe and we lose, you know, plenty of tackles and 30 plus touches a game, but also I think we lose a little bit of sex appeal. He was a popular player. He was a player that brought people through the gates. So that's been a bit of a sad one as a Lions fan. And I'll certainly miss seeing him at La Quinta on Oxford street. Shout out to La Quinta. But in terms of Shaki, um, do we lose anything? No, I'm, I'm quite happy with what we got, to be honest. That's where, you know, if you can, sh- if you buy some sh- shares to use my favorite kinds of analogies, if you're in it, you think you're going to lose it all and you can get some cash out of it. Look, we got a little bit out of it in this one. So um, Shaki can be Western Bulldogs problem. And after watching him in the preseason, um, he basically got rested till half time. He hasn't even played yet. So, yeah, the Shaki one just became, I think, untenable. It was something yeah. I had to give. Well, think- it was, you know, no straight answer was coming out of the club about whether he was staying or whether he was going. And then he re-signed for an extra two years. And then there was still rumours a month later that he was still leaving. So I think he just sounded like a confused kid. And um, I think it was best for both parties that he just sort of uh, moved on. And Look, I, I hope he plays some good footy for them. I do. But... Um, Look, we've got Eric the Eel, so I think we're pretty happy with that with our young KPF stocks. Just, I think we were discussing it, Joel, and we just said we hope the uh, young blood finds some peace and has some fun. Yeah, I think so. Bring some joy back to the footy. It, it sounded like uh, he's kind of wasn't really enjoying the pressure of uh, professional footy, so um, hopefully he can find that downtown. Look, Joel, you mentioned we're going all in on Eric the Eel. I mean, you and I spoke about it on the weekend. We obviously watch him play. There's still a lot that that, that needs to be sign, seal and deliver with Eric. He's just got so many things that he needs to work on, but those flashes of brilliance have obviously been enough for the club to put the whole strategy around him. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit concerned that we've gone uh, all in on him at this stage. I really wish we had just one more um, experienced guy. I mean, obviously Josh Walker's there in the, in the half forward line, but he's not like a 200 game veteran. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting. Look, Josh Walker's one of those ones that if he doesn't have five or six good games to start the year, he'll be on the D-list list. So I don't know. I just think we've got a really... Uh, um, yeah, really support the young Ford and Hipwood, and hopefully yeah. let him put some body weight on it as well. I think I think Walker. Um, I think you'll see some better things from Walker this year. I think he's a more valuable member of the team than maybe you think, Chip. Uh, yeah, 
I think I think he has some good attributes about him, um, not only as a footy player, but more just as the way he carries himself. I reckon he's a more uh, confident player. Yeah, yeah. I, think I he's, hope he, he's, uh, he's a club man. I know what you're saying. He's definitely a club man. It seems like the boys have gotten around him. Uh, you know, he's a bit of a cult figure. He's involved in a lot of the club's dealing. So they obviously like him. Um, we want him to succeed. I'm just worried that um, we've seen 50 shades of Josh Walker over the journey, and I'm hoping that we get the good ones in 20. Yeah, I thought, I thought once Shaki left yeah. that um, – We'd throw McStay forward personally, but um, watching them obviously against the Suns last week, McStay was still down back. And yeah, it was Walker as that second tall up forward. So um, we did see Harris um, go forward for a second there, didn't we, Chip? But uh, I can't imagine that's going to be a regular thing. No, I think they're still trying to just, you know, it, it, almost for his development, go and have a run up forward and see how you have to move and then you'll know how they're moving on the other side. So I think that was more of a development thing. But yeah, with, with McStay, it just seems like he prefers to put his fist through the ball. I don't think he wants to be that high hands, Levi Casbolt marker yeah. above his head. Um, so, you know, it suits him down back. He's not a stat getter. You know, he's not a big, you know, he's not going to be an intercept marker like a... Um, yeah, mm. guy from West Coast Eagles, name forgives me. Um, McGovern, he's not going to be the he's not going to be the McGoverner down the back there. Um, and he just needs to sort of work through that and get his fist through the ball and get that confidence up, and then start using his feet. And then if he does call in sick for a game, not be down at one five two saying hello to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing about yeah. Eric uh, from the weekend that I noticed, Chip, is I think he's grown even taller. He was like a full head and shoulders taller than Stephen May, who was um, checking him. He's massive. Well, you know, if if he's put on ten kilos or whatever they're saying he is, he's obviously grown <laughs> five inches to spread it right. It's back vertical. Out and look equally as skinny. <laughs> it's a vertical ten kg. Okay, so we lost Rocky and we uh, lost Shaki. Uh, who we gain, Chip? Yeah, a couple of trades, Joel. So, well, a couple of acquisitions, I should say. Actually, no, Hodge turned out to be a trade. I think we sent a, a late pick or something. Look, Charlie Cameron comes in, um, you know, one phenomenal season for the Adelaide Crows, did a, a phenomenal job. So he's definitely a great player to come in. Um, again, he's he's a bit um, – and, and this scares me because we've had Tom Bell already come in and do this for us, had the season of his career, gets traded in, very, very ordinary for us last year. Um with Charlie Cameron, I'm just a little bit concerned that we've gone a little heavy. We paid a pick 12 for him, so that's a real premium for a guy that's had one good year. But hopefully he can come up here and thrive. Um, and he obviously wanted to be here, which is such a rare privilege for the Brisbane Lions to have players that want to be here. So love that he's had that desire to come up here. And in Luke Hodge, we obviously gain a wealth of experience, a on-field leader that can coach the players and develop it. Although, Joel, there was a moment you and I couldn't help but laugh where Hodge took a mark in the back pocket on the weekend and turn sideways to use his beautiful left foot, thinking he's going to get great foot service out of the back pocket and realise he was playing with the Brisbane Lions. For a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that on the Charlie Cameron thing, uh, I think when did he kick four or five goals in the prelim this year for Adelaide? I'm pretty sure that cost us the first round pick. Yeah. It was probably a second round pick up to that point and uh, that really put him up into the upper echelon. But he wanted to come here and uh, we're not in a position where we can turn players down when they want to come to the Lions. So... Uh, Look, it cost us a pretty penny, but uh, we were also crying out for, you know, a, a quick uh, defensive 
ball kicking small forward and he fit the bill. So hopefully it worked out. Well, he can do everything that we lost with, you know, Josh, I should say fat Josh Green, but Josh Green, because obviously Josh didn't have that work ethic and didn't have that drive to be able to sustain it for a full four quarters. So hopefully with Charlie Cameron, we pick that up. You're right. That pick 20 was what I wanted to see go for Charlie Cameron. And yeah, that dominant prelim performance has obviously cost us big time. But, you know, a 12 is not a complete travesty. It's, It's a little bit expensive, but, you know, if it's, if it's a, if it's a good thing, you buy it. So yeah, as you said, let's, let's lock it in. Um, in terms of the draft, we've obviously had our, you know, I mean, the premier pick to go into a draft with a pick one, it's unbelievable. So um, yeah, first time I've seen it in my lifetime, really. So it's, it's, it's quite amazing. And um, yeah, Cam Rayner uh, comes in and Joel, didn't he look the part uh, Ash, on the weekend? You, just Ash, absolute you specimen. When we watched the um, NRL when we were kids. Top and shit, which is on remember Luke Donald from the Cowboys mm-hmm. yep, yep Chip would just throw off on his physique um, like it's just stuck in my memory it's one it's a thing it's a common place of the Chipperfield uh, men is to uh, get yeah. excited about I mean, Glenn, Glenn has done the rig yeah um, Chip was foaming at the mouth when he saw Rainer up close in person Foaming. Yeah, I, I must be honest. Even just the whisper of his name has created some foam as we speak. But you know, it's been it's 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 been beautiful. And look, you know, to see a ready-made player, I, I hate the cliche, but plug and play. Um, it reminds me a lot of Ollie Wines, Joel, and we spoke about that yeah, when he's out there. He looks like a bull, and he looks like a bull that's ready to run after that red flag and 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 have a crack in the contest. Love that bull and red flag reference, Chip. By the way, um, oh, thanks, mate. And no, and for your sake, no bulls were harmed in this conversation. So you know, protect the meats. Very nice. Let the bull go after you. I find it. Good job. Yeah. So Rain is obviously the uh, the uh, the star draft pick. Uh, do we pick up any other kids that you think will play seniors this year? Yeah. Look, there was it was a good spread for us in the draft. Um, we'll go we'll go with the ones that, that obviously the big names everyone knows are the, the sort of the top three in the top twenty. Uh, Zach Bailey comes in a midfielder. Uh, the thing about Zach Bailey, he's a bit of a one-year syndrome as well. So, you know, if you had have asked everyone 12 months before the draft, who was he? No one would have had a name. Um, but he had a phenomenal final year and really bolstered his stakes as well. So, again, let's see if he's the real deal. But Zach Bailey at pick 15. Uh, Brendan Stasevich comes in at pick 18. He's a midfielder and a forward, can go forward, kick some goals. I think he's about a 187, Joel. So that's sort of, you know, a little bit taller prototype, that, that, that more yeah. mobile body, but got Got a bit of height there to be able to get his hands up in the air and put forward pressure on. Uh, Toby Wooler comes in as a forward, as pick 41. Uh, big shout out here to a regular listener of the show in Dane Mead because Connor Ballenden oh, comes on, in man. the academy prospect at pick forty three. I think I think uh, D Mead thought he I think he thought it was going one. I think he thought he was going <laughs> number one. So so the big forward key forward for him. Um, you know we expect a lot of him and he's really he's going to be someone that benefits from having Josh Walker around because he'll probably not play for a little while, get a few reps, sit a little bit, and get to watch the boys firsthand and then slot in when their time is is right for him. Yep. And then our, our final pick, Joel, was a pick 54. And it's a bit of a throwback pick because his name's Jack Payne, not Jackson Payne, formerly Brisbane Lion, but Jack Payne. And he's another academy player that comes out of the defense. Yeah, we watched um, – he actually played on the weekend. Uh, we took a bit of note of him because he was out there at halftime in the wet doing some kicking skills, um, which I thought was uh, pretty good work ethic. A uh, bit of trivia. I think – so Starsevich, that kid we drafted – um, I believe that's the nephew of Craig Stasevich, who's the Lions women's coach. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to ask that. Um, there you go. Yeah, I was going to say it's a uh... yeah because obviously Starsevich used to play for for the Bears back in the day. Um, so I love it when it all comes full circle. That is correct. Absolutely. One more thing too, Joel. Mm. We uh, we out of courtesy to his contract and honouring his contract. I think it's written into Dane Beam's contract. We just got his brother back as well. We just redrafted Clay. Oh, of course. Yeah, they're, they're a package <laughs> deal. Yeah, look, uh, look, Clay. You know, I think um, he's probably lucky to still be on the uh, still be on the list, but he's never really had a full full season without injury interruption. So. I think he, they probably thought he deserved maybe one last crack at it, and I'd say this is probably his last chance to um, really get going. I remember he got picked, he got put back in the squad late last year, and I think I, I thought it was one of those issues where, um, you know, you give a player almost like a farewell senior game, and then he came back and he was really good, um, and he played three or four really good senior games at the end of the year, and sure enough, he got you know picked up for another year. I think he got rookie listed, so it's going to be difficult for him to crack the seniors, but. He's got another chance if he wants it. How um how old is he? Uh good question, Ash. Whoa, look, let me He looks younger than he is, kind of. Uh, depends how close up you are. Have a look at Clay. So he was born in ninety one, so what that makes him twenty six or twenty seven, John. Uh, yeah, that, so he's twenty six turning twenty seven in uh September. He's the same year as so, Tom Bell. Yeah. But he's only played he's only played fifty in games. America. So he's still quite green in terms of his experience too. So look, he's a mature body, and um, we know he's got a great boot on him when he's um, when he's fit. So you know, hopefully he can um, get back into the seniors and play well for us. And if not, he'll be uh, he'll be really good leadership for the um, for the young kids in the quaffle. Definitely. So twenty eighteen. So that's probably a look at what changed from twenty seventeen. Looking forward um, to 2018, Sorry, um, what's the vibe in the podcast? What are we thinking? What do we think in terms of win? What's the benchmark? What are our expectations? How are we feeling? Are we optimistic? What do you reckon, Ash? Um, I mean, is is top eight realistic? You tell me, sport. I it, I would love to say yes because um, I'm very usually overly optimistic when it comes to the Lions. But look, in 2016, I think you tipped us for top four, so yeah. you're not. You're, you are pretty optimistic. Look, you, you look at the names on the park and you think, yeah, we're, we're pretty well covered. We've got a pretty good – what I do like is we've got a pretty good solid, um, I guess, back six um, that you look at and say there's a, enough experience there, enough um, enough youth as well at the same time. We've got some speed. We've got some skill. And you, you always hear senior coaches talk about building from that um, to work their team. So, yeah, look, I think, I think top eight would be optimistic. Um, if we could, if we could win uh, 30, 30 to forty percent of our matches, I think I'd be pretty happy. I'm hoping six to eight wins, boys. That's my dream. Six to eight wins. If we can get six to eight, it means we're trending north. We're going in the right direction. It's obviously an eighteen team comp, so ten teams miss the finals. I think sadly for us, that'll be another thing for us this year. But if we're going in that direction, similar to the Melbourne rebuild, really, where they basically went back to zero. That's what we've done under Fagan. Uh, if we can go and get the double, get up to six, get up to seven, get up to eight wins, it'll just feel like it's a step in the right direction. And obviously, uh, that's what we need to see and look six to eight wins get some fans back through the gates as well i think that's got to be a huge thing for us this year we've got to fix the numbers of the crowds and we've got to get our off-field situation sorted and that means getting better club facilities getting better things sorted so that the players actually want to be a part of this and they can sense that something's building yeah definitely very important winning at home maybe trying to set a bit more of a uh, 
I know they always talk about it, make it a bit of a cauldron, make it a tough place for players to come and play, which traditionally for a long time there it was. Um, but, yeah, look, I think with Fagan, we're on the right track. Ash, I want, I want they, it to uh, be the Gabatoire. I know you don't like Abattoirs, but I, I want it to be the Gabatoire. Gabatoire, where we just, like, gut and behead <laughs> the, the opposition. Just slaughter them, Ash. Just slaughter them all. Slaughter them, bring them in and slaughter them. Yeah, all right, let's run with it. Let's see. Let's see if we can get. A, let's see if we can get. A trendy. Yeah, well, you took the words right out of my mouth, Ash. My, my big Joel? expectation for 2018 was to really make uh, make Brisbane a tough place to to win games. I think for a young and upcoming squad, especially for an interstate um, team, we've really got to make it a difficult trip for other teams. And I basically want us to be competitive and uh, at home, regardless of the opposition, and also cause a few upsets. So I'm thinking more probably a higher range of chair. I'm probably more thinking eight to ten wins. Um, we had five last year, and yeah. um, of which four came in the last half of the season. So I'm extrapolating that to a minimum of eight. Hopefully, with a few upsets, gets up gets up to around ten. Uh, last year, twelve got you into the top eight. So, well, unless you're Melbourne and you missed out, um, but twelve gets in the top eight. I don't think we've got twelve wins in us this year, but I'm hoping somewhere between eight and ten, I'll be pretty happy. The um, yeah, and I think now like where we are is we will cheer an effort. Um, if, we, if we put in a big effort against yeah. a good side or, you know, a fancier side than us, the fans are going to be happy with that and they're going to keep showing up. And as long as the effort's there um, and the scores are close, there's not blowouts, um, I think is is what you were saying too, Chip, is that you will see more fans turn up the gate. I just, um, I know that yeah. there's the, yeah. the, the, the draw, we, we have to play the draw. Obviously, we get a softer draw than everyone, and well, most others, because of obviously the uh, position on the ladder that we've faced. But we've got to take advantage of those games that are gettable at home. Um, you know, there's not a lot of easy wins in this comp. Like, go and try and find an easy win, really outside of like maybe North Melbourne, Gold Coast Suns. It's really, really hard to see where those wins come from. So, yeah, look, I'm optimistic too that if we can get a couple of those teams twice, like a North, like a GC Suns, then absolutely we're a shot at that sort of eight to ten. But if we don't go and get them yeah. away, well, we've got we do have the Suns twice. Obviously, we play them twice a year. But we've also got North twice. We've also got the Hawks twice, which could go either way. Um, and then you know we get uh, <clears throat> we get Collingwood twice as well. So that could all be sort of bottom bottom ten, bottom eight teams. So you know that's. That's eight games there already where you're looking, okay, well, we should sort of be 50-50 chances in each one of those. Some things never change, Ash. Joel's already calling for a Buckley sacking with those kind of numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, the worst, the worst Collingwood do, the, the better I feel. So um, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, sacking. Let's, yeah, let's get it. Let's get it going. Um, it's well, going to be I, sad old Joel. I would enjoy the slow, painful death as opposed to the swift one for Buckley. Mm. <laughs> I wonder, there was a guy I worked with, I think I mentioned it, he kept writing like every week um, to the Collingwood Football Club, the Sack Buckley. Never got a response, which I loved. I think he wrote, I think he maybe wrote like a letter a week for like 50 weeks or something. Well, it's amazing because usually if you write that many letters a week, you'll get like a, a free library and they give you like heaps of books and then you can like build your little f- fortress. It's a good Shawshank redemption. <laughs> yeah, look, he was a bit crazy and, and he was an ex-solicitor. So solicitors love writing letters. We all know that. Was he posting um, them like in the mail? Did he have a pet, pet grow called Jake? Yeah. No, he'd print them out and post them. And like I, I'd love to know who he actually addressed them to, but they were very serious letters underlying like everything in, in a very like uh, legal, legal format. Um, yeah, he was passionate about it. 
Okay, so Ash is thinking a percentage of 40 wins. Uh, Chip's looking for 6 to 8. I'm looking for 8 to 10. Uh, we'll come back to those throughout 2018 and see how we're tracking. Uh, boys, I've, I've got a segment for you. Are you interested? Absolutely. Throw it at us, Joe. Uh, it's called Dick Rides. How do you feel about that? Uh, uh, look, I don't mind the name. but um. <laughs> uh, So the point of Dick Rides, uh, apologies uh, for um, listeners under the age of an impressionable age. Dick Ride is a, uh, basically someone that you uh, personally uh, support. And uh, I thought it might be good to, uh, for each of us to uh, support a lesser known line or a younger line who's sort of on the fringes of selection. And we can sort of report on them on, on a weekly basis and see how they're doing. Are they pushing for seniors? Are they keeping their spot? Are they playing the resis? Are they doing everything they need to do? Um, I thought it would be good for us to choose a dick ride each for this season. What do you reckon? Yeah, Joel, absolutely. Look, I think any segment where you have to go to Urban Dictionary to find out what it actually is is a good segment. Oh, yeah. So I just want to give the listeners at home the top definition. It's to give undue praise to another person. And this is usually from a man on another man, but it's not <laughs> limited to said use. Where'd you find this? Urban Dictionary, Ash. It's a thing. Uh, sorry, okay. I was zoning out. All right. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at <laughs> my dick ride. Anytime a segment requires people to okay. have a dictionary is a win in, in my eyes. Absolutely. And, and do yourself a favor to the listeners at home. If you type dick ride into Google, do not go past the first link. <laughs> um, Chip, who's a dick ride? Uh, I'm going to go for a really um, safe riding, Joel, and I'm, I'm happy to ride this dick all year long. And that is Hugh McCluggage. Oh. One, I just like saying his name. Yeah. I just like saying it. Feels good. Feels good in the mouth. Um, and I have no regrets over that word selection. Um, look, he was number three in the draft. It's obviously a huge price to pay, but we we rated him. We, we felt like he was probably a number two or number one talent anyway, so we felt like we'd had the steal of the draft that year. Um, the guys above him have, have gone on, done some pretty amazing things, but in saying that, at number three, we're wrapped. And look, he wasn't as good as I'd hoped he'd be next, last year, but he is a smaller frame, and I think that extra time, as you boys know, I love to focus on the rigs. Bit of extra time working on the rig. He looked a bigger body yep. when we saw him on the weekend. He got 15 touches a game last year, and that, that isn't enough. The, the biggest concern for me is he only had one game over 20 touches. So I'll be keeping a close eye on that, and I'll be looking to see his tackle numbers. He only averaged two tackles last year. I'd like to see that up around the three to yeah. four average. Yeah, look, he played, played 18 games in his debut season. Like you said, didn't set the world on fire. Did get a rising star, Nom. Um, but I think he showed flashes of his of his skills and his, and his sort of um, – and his vision and, you know, that kind of stuff we came to expect. Obviously, the element for him is to sort of build the tank to get to lots of contests and win lots of ball and, yeah, build some um, build some muscle so he can sort of get used to sort of the physical nature of, um, of senior footy. But um, you wouldn't imagine he's going to miss too many games this year if he's fit. No, absolutely. No. Want, him, want him out there for the whole no. lot and excited that the uh, you know the rest of the competition will have to look at our young, flary player. And, you know, it's another reason why people are excited about our list is because we've got guys like him that haven't hit their peak yet. Uh, and, and you know, almost a reverse ace, Joel. You know, I love the old reverse saying. Uh, <laughs> a reverse ace where he gets better with time instead of worse. Shout out to James Ace. Uh, where, where do you think um, luggage's best spot this is on the field this year, Chip? 
Where do you see him playing? Pretty amazing how much depth we've got in our midfield. Um, so, it's, you know, we've got guys like Matheson and, and, and that running through. They're really going to struggle to get a game this year. So, you know, it's going to be the best guys out there. I, I, look, I think, you know, ultimately you want to see him rotating through the midfield with some time forward. Um, and that's what you want to see for these good elite teams. I mean, even Hawthorne at one stage would put guys like Luke Bruce on the ball and Jared, you know, Jared Roughhead at some stages. So, you know, you've just got to have your midfield engine room these days as an, evo- an evolution and always progressing. So I'd like to see him getting a fair bit of time in the midfield and playing a little bit forward. Yep, sounds great. Well said, I agree. Um, safe pick though, Chip. Yeah, look, it's a classic Chip pick. It's, uh, it's a glamour pick. But uh, look, what will uh, help him is, um, you know, luggage probably was a little bit underwhelming uh, last year. So I am glad we're going to track him specifically throughout the season to see how he's progressing. Yeah, good, good. Uh, look, I am on uh, Matty Eagles, the recruit. Oh, oh. the book. reality team. Uh, that's the man. Um, look, has a pretty. Have you guys seen his Instagram handle? His name? Yeah. Igzy does it. Um, does it? Yep. Got to like that. Oh, any 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 man that caps himself off with a pun is all right by me. <laughs> I've I've just been scrolling through it here. There's uh, talking about rigs, Chip. He's got a pretty hell of a rig. Um, <laughs> there's a nice nature, nature shot of him uh, on but, a. Uh, but Ash, he's he, he's what we call a prawn, though, isn't he? Ash, he's a prawn. Ah, you the head off. I don't know about that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chin is a little bit harsh on the uh, on the young fella there. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, he's got a lot of hair and oh, he's he's your typical rough-headed Aussie bloke, we'll call him. Um, he's carrying a surfboard and another pick. So uh, off-field, he looks great on-field. Hopefully he performs. Do you guys think you'll uh, we'll see him play many senior senior games this year? Uh, look, I'd love to watch. I'd love to see him debut. No one, no winner from the recruiters actually played senior footy yet. I think. Um, I think uh, the consensus last year was that Eagles was probably going to be on the the D list uh, crew at the end of the year, but apparently a shift down back in the resies towards the end of last year um, was a real turning point. He became probably one of our better players. Um, including, I think, Ooh. almost a, a BOG in the uh, NEAFL Grand Final, where he, I think he broke the record for the most amount of intercept marks or contested marks in, in a quarter or something like that. Um, and I read an interview with him uh, where he said, you know, he never really felt like he belonged when he first came to the club because obviously he'd come through a, a TV show and, you know, he, no one took him seriously and, you know, he hadn't come up through the ranks like the rest of the other boys. But I think he said that game he really felt like he belonged and um, I think the fact that they offered him another contract means that they see something in him and um, like we said, you know, we, we are relying on some young bodies in our key position stocks so I think um, I'm hoping he can uh, he can crack the squad and, um, you know, show us what he's got. Yeah, yeah. No, look, he... Would, would, would love to have seen that interview, Joel, because I almost feel like with Eagles, English is a second language to him. He just Words just never leave his mouth <laughs> that fluidly. But uh, look, he, 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 he's, he's one of those types, as you said, like no doubt winning the premiership in the reserves, that's a huge achievement for those guys and uh, would, have, would have really helped him come contract time. And yeah, I've, I've noticed a shift to defender. They're, they're listing him now as a defender. So uh, yeah, let's see what he can do. Look, just to uh, show you how little I know, what are we talking height-wise? Uh, about 200. Oh, he's not, he's not, he's not yeah, short. Okay. <laughs> so he looks um, tall. Yeah, I think, uh, I think originally they thought he might be sort of like a mobile ruckman. Yeah. But it looks like his best spot is sort of like, uh, you know, second, third tall down back. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, 
good luck to him and I look forward to tracking him and uh, learning a little bit more about him. Might be streaming um, some people games, Ash. Mate, maybe. Uh, we'll say this Eleanor internet is woeful. Um, <laughs> NBN's not far away, but I uh, might have to rely on the hotspot on the work phone for that one too. Um, Joel, who yeah, have you picked? Okay. Yeah, uh, almost a similar pick to you, Ash. I'm picking a, uh, a ruck slash key position player in the resis. Uh, picking Archie. Uh, Archie nice. Smith. So uh, I've been, uh, been a fan of Archie since he got picked um, up by us as a rookie because he's actually the son of an ex-Bullets player who I used to follow back in the day, um, being a, a young Bullets fan growing up in the 90s. And um, he was quite a promising b-baller, as some footy players are, and chose AFL. And um, look, I've been he made his debut in 2016 when we were doing the podcast. Um Hasn't really obviously won the, the solo ruck job, but I think he's the succession plan once once Steph goes. I swear every off-season where there's a rumour that Steph Martin's heading back to Melbourne, so I'm sure it's bound to happen one of these years. And um, Archie's really the guy to, guy to take his place. And I've got a feeling with Archie, kind of like a, a Mitch Clark or a Paddy Ryder, that once he does have the responsibility of you've got to be the senior ruckman and uh, no backup. I really think he's going to thrive. So um, hopefully he comes on this year because I think this is the, the breakout year for him. Also, like um, Ash, Ash mentioned, Easy does it. Archie's also pretty heavy on the gram. Um, so I'll follow him now. follow him there as well. Easy doesn't post a lot, but when he does, it's quality. Um, yeah, I, I think that the two of them are both pretty heavily involved in the uh, – the Lions junior grand scene. I'm not sure about luggage chip. You'll have to report back. I'm glad that, our, that this segment has now become an Instagram update. Yeah. I mean, uh, as you said, though, the, uh, there is quite a heavy uh, Instagram scene with the uh, young millennials and the Lions, <laughs> Lions team. Are they millennials? Look, some of them could be Gen Ys, some of them millennials. Anyway, whatever it is, they like to gram. <laughs> Uh, boys, I, I can give you a quick report on the McCluggage status uh, on the Insta- on the Instagram. Uh, I'm talking a total combined of uh, nine photos. Uh, not great, not great from McCluggage. Uh, his first photo goes back to 2016, so he's given it a fairly long crack. Yeah. Um, and he's running 3,500 followers. So hopefully, his on ball performance is much better than his off field. Yeah, look, uh, let's hope he's. Um- his gram form and his uh, field form go hand in hand together and they're both increased. Uh, hee hee. <laughs> okay, well, I think the last thing to do before we say cheerio is uh, to have a look forward to round one, boys. I can't believe it's almost here. We've got the Saints next Saturday afternoon at Etihad Stadium. Uh, Brisbane Lions away versus St Kilda. Uh, tips, thoughts, previews, what are we expecting to see? I can't believe um, round one's almost here already. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, 24th, Saturday afternoon game, Joel. They thought of us pretty heavily. It's the death spot in terms of ratings. But, uh, look, St Kilda will be fast. I reckon there'll be a really fast team out there on Etihad. It's a fast pitch, and uh, we're in for a bit of a treat down there. I think uh, youth on a bit of youth, but they've got a bit more experience than us in a few uh, of the key positions. They'll lose a lot. No rewalt this year, which will be uh, interesting to see, and we'll have to listen to his terrible commentating, sadly. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, look, you know, it's going to be a really interesting game. I, I don't want to versus Saints. I do think they're a top eight side. Um, they've been coming for a long time, and I think the time has come. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pushed even top four. You know, definitely a fifth or sixth coming for St Kilda. Oh, big call. So, uh, 
Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I am um, interested to see how it plays out. But, um, yeah, look, I, I would just love to see a really competitive four-quarter effort against St Kilda. And if we could keep them to, you know, whatever the line is at, at maybe 30 points or under, that'd be that'd be a good result first up. But I really would have preferred a North Melbourne at Etihad Stadium to start the season. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, obviously, they've lost Rewalt and Montagna. So they've lost a lot of experience. And now they're going to rely on... Um, Paddy, the uh, the old number one pick, who hasn't really performed at senior level yet, so um, it'll be interesting to see how they go. I think Harris will probably be on what uh, Paddy and McStay on Bruce, or vice versa. That'll be some pretty interesting battles. Um, look, I think um, I think we can get the Saints here. I think uh, I think we've got the we've got their skills in the midfield. I think we win the midfield battle. Um, so I think if we can win those one on ones up down back. And uh, Eric can be the the Eric we're hoping is this season and uh, get on the end and run his opponent ragged and kick some goals and Christensen and Cameron cause havoc up front. Uh, I'm hoping we can jag a two or three goal win. Mate, that's a big that's a big call on the Saints midfield. I mean, look, obviously our boy, we've got two favourites in there. We've had David Armitage on the show previously. We've also had Dane Zorko on the show. They'll spend some time looking at each other over the weekend. Plenty of banter between those two. But you know, they've got a young Jack Billings, Dunstan. They've got some real players there, Joel. So it'll be a great test. Yeah, they're fast. I think what Chip said is they play that ground well and they're fast. And that's what I'm gonna be worried about. Them just kind of blowing us away early and us coming in a little bit cold. Um, yeah, but Joel, um, Two to three goals. I think it's going to be about four goals the other way. I uh, think that's where we'll I mean, see. I mean, we've got the Lions. Uh, well, that, look, I'm going for them. I'm just not sure we'll win. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I think that's it. We've, we've got our dick rides. We've got uh, uh, the boys following the gram. And we've got the Saints coming up next weekend. So um, we'll touch base back then and give you a report on how we went um, and how, what the season's looking like going forward. Uh, thanks for joining me, boys. It's great to all be back together. No worries. Thanks for uh, thanks for organising this, Joel, and uh, putting this little uh, thing together we no like worries. to do. It. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to do it more than biannually, boys. So we'll keep it up, eh, and look forward to doing it again sometime soon. Yeah, look, let's not promise anything, shall we? No. Then we can't break it. We'll just, if we don't promise, we we can't break those promises, and then we will just sure to impress. Yeah, don't what's know. the quote? It's uh, set expectations so low that you can never fail. I think that's like what you're doing when, you've, when you're setting yourself up to fail. But anyway, I see. We're rambling. Tom to end this. Get us out of here, Joel. It's been been a lot of fun. Good to have you all on the show, and great to be back. And uh, to our listeners that have been patient and waited for us, we really appreciate the love and support because we do read the messages as much as it looks like our Facebook's inactive, uh, and we do appreciate the love that's been sent. So, boys, great to have you back under the one roof, and we'll see everyone again well this said, time Chip. next see week. Ya. Heard that. <laughs>